Hey, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris. Time, it eats away at you sometimes. Sometimes you think you've got it all together and you're flying as high as a kite and enjoying everything. And then somebody just, I don't know, scratches your car or burns the toast or gives you just one job too many or sends you a dirty email and you lose ground. You lose the. Uh, uh, you lose time, and you lose center. And 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 when you get into that wobbly space, it's very very easy to respond to other people in kind. In other words, if someone is a bit silly, you can be silly back. If someone be is a bit uh, rude, you can be rude back. Someone insults you, you can feel insulted and insult them back. And this. Yo-yo, this chain of events leads to, uh, well, leads to trouble. Because you're spending energy and time and effort and commitment to your personal development, your spirituality, your core, the real you, being authentic in the world, the one enemy of all of that commitment is reactive. Reactive people bounce off other people and therefore they lose their center they lose their ground zero so easily in life that they become in a way untrustable but more importantly they become manipulable so sometimes people who think they are the strongest people in the world are are actually just reacting Uh, for example My partner goes bike riding every day. I'm often tempted to say to her, be careful. Mainly because recently I went bike riding and I had an accident uh, because I wasn't careful. I hit a pothole. And I want her not to hit potholes. I want her to be careful. So I project my fear onto her. And next thing you know, I could, if I wasn't careful... Um, have her fearing what she doesn't fear but what I fear so fearing what I fear it's very easy to react to other people it's very easy to project onto our children go I fear you you falling off a swing so be careful and very quickly the child's fears become the parent's fears I fear you not being successful I fear you being poor I fear you being divorced I fear you being hurt I fear you being um, not happy and of course this is not really the child's own or the person's own reality this is the reality of the parent and so nothing affects the child more than the unlived life of the parent and most often this unlived life is unlived because of the fears of the parent and nothing affects the child more than the unlived life of the parent but I would so far go as to say far greater than that statement, nothing affects the child more than the unlived life of the parent. Nothing affects the child more than the fears of the parent. As an act of love, we project those fears onto our children. We go, well, I'm not sure you'd survive a marriage breakup. So I want, I really fear you having one of those. So therefore, I'm going to help you not have one. I fear you getting under uh, uh, social and personal stress as a business leader. Therefore, I'm going to encourage you to be an employee. 
can you see how easy it is to throw our fears onto other human beings, even as adults? This entangled web, this complicated dynamic of projection and reaction is why when you go into the world of personal development and you commit yourself to developing yourself personally, you want to absent yourself from that game. You've made a commitment to say, I don't want to be manipulated and I don't want to manipulate. I don't want to be, I don't want to project my shit onto my children, but at the same token, I I want to be a good parent. I don't want to react to people at work, and yet I want to be a good leader. And this sensitivity to other people's feelings and emotions and their thoughts and fears and worries and anxieties, this sensitivity to others is a gift because that means you really do give a shit. That means you really do care. It means you're a good, you're a good-hearted person. You care about others. However, the entanglement in other people's feelings and emotions and fears and worries and struggles and anxieties and stresses, the entanglement through your sensitivity of other people's experience leads you to become untrustable. Your personal development becomes a farce. Your commitment to becoming you and, be, and, and bringing yourself to the world in a healthy way becomes a joke. Because the minute we react to another person or entangle ourselves in someone else's stuff, we're not ourselves. We're one plus one, which equals half of one. We're confused between whether my reaction uh, to fearing my partner on a bike is something I should project or something I should process. Is it natural to fear your partner falling off a bike or is it just my fears of my partner falling off a bike? And at what point do, do my caring, do our caring for other people and getting entangled in their, their stories and their mythology of their life, at what point does that become toxic? And, at what, and how do we prevent ourselves becoming caught up in this tox, toxic swamp? Well, as has been taught by every great spiritual leader since time began, the answer to that question is to know thyself, to know yourself. And the idea of knowing yourself has been complicated because there are philosophies that abound that, that exemplify certain character traits, honesty or integrity or authenticity or compassion or mindfulness, there are a lot of people who've said, this is the way you should be. This is the way you should be. This is the best way you should be. I saw a talk by a well-known speaker yesterday talking about um, trustability in, 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 in the workplace and how powerful it is and how wonderful. And so now this person is exemplify has got their new word for the year, which is trust. Last year, their word was mindfulness, and the year before, it was passion, and the year before that, it was a big why. So in the marketing of their services, which is to deliver talks and concepts to corporate, they've found a one-worder that buys into most philosophical subtext uh, of people's belief patterns and 
started to label it as being theirs. It, it belongs to that particular speaker or, and their books. I think if you're committed to personal development and you're not committed to the slurry of personal development, the low-hanging fruit of it, which is, I just want to feel good, you get committed to the idea that you want to, you want to be a standalone, stand-up person. You want to be self-sufficient. I just watched a beautiful uh, documentary on our stand called Mountains, and then I followed it up with another one called Summit. And they talk about being in the death zone. And if someone gets sick or hurt or um, uh, broken in the death zone, the unwritten contract of uh, mountaineering is you leave them there. If you get sick, you don't ask for help. But when people bridge that gap between the unwritten rule of self-sufficiency above 8,000 metres on, on a mountain, such as K2 or Mount Everest, when people bridge that gap, they put their own life at risk in order to save somebody else's. And as if you watch the, the documentary Summit, as you'll see, that results in many deaths. And other people putting people they don't really care about at risk in order to save others above 8,000 metres in the death zone. So I think at a certain age and stage in life, we, we can consider ourselves to be in the death zone. We can say we're over 35 years old, we're 40, uh, 35, 40. We've got children. We have a responsible job in our careers. We want to make a difference and we want to leave behind a footprint. I would say that's as good as and as close a definition in the worldly existence of non-mountaineering life as the death zone. In the death zone, self-sufficiency and self-reliance become the absolute key, the absolute key to competitive advantage and the absolute key to being paid twice as much as your colleague. So if you want promotion in a business, if you want to go higher in your career, if you want your business to be successful, you're going to need to learn to operate in the death zone, which is above 8,000 metres on a mountain or above mediocrity in business, which in a summary would mean beyond reaction. Let's go back to the topic. We're talking about here today grounds, a ground zero, a place you know you where you don't react to other people, and yet from ground zero you can care. From ground zero you can understand others and where they're coming from and what's going on for them, and you can have compassion or whatever it is you want to call it, but at the same token you don't get tangled up. There are many ways people suggest that you can find your ground zero. One of them is meditation, which I believe is farcical. I know monks in the Himalayas who've been meditating for 80 years since they were three or four years old and still haven't learned how to do it properly. And we do weekend retreats or get an app or put some music on and go, I'm meditating. No, that is called calming the mind. And that's really important stuff to be able to calm down, to be able to cool down and, and rest and, and sleep well. But that is not meditation. There are many ways to find your ground, ground zero, and I think meditation is not one of them. Although, sitting and staring at a wall, as we do in Zen, and just sitting and staring at the wall, teaches us how not to react to the wall, and to our body, 
and to our mind and to the games that go on emotionally and the pains and the aches and the, and the appetites and the fears. So we sit there and stare at the wall and the appetites and the pains and the fears and the wall and the noises and the cars and the traffic all disrupt our what's called concentration. And what we do by sitting staring at the wall is we learn ground zero. Taking that out into the real world, however, <clears throat> as we walk down the street and we get fined for not wearing a mask or uh, somebody is uh, bipping their car horn or uh, someone greets us with a big rosy smile and taunts us um, in a flirtatious way. As we have to deal with the push and pull and reaction to other human beings, uh, especially in our workplace where we've got a lot invested, including money, it becomes a more demanding science to find our ground zero. One of the ways that I've used in the past to help people find the ground zero is to use the concept of personal values, intrinsic and extrinsic. But to be honest with you, and to be really frank about it, as much as I can share with every individual I coach their personal values, and they get to own those personal intrinsic and extrinsic values, I haven't seen too much success in people using those values as the core comprehension of their ground zero. In other words, a mobile replacement for their zen, staring at a wall, not reacting, but being aware of what's going on around us. What I have seen work, and I guess uh, you need to experiment with this yourself, what I have seen work is brand. And in 2021, brand is going to come up again and again and again and again in my conversations with you in this podcast because, and quite seriously, brand is how we influence other people on this planet. Brand is how we make our presence felt. Brand is how we deliver what we would love to have the world receive. Without brand, we become a, uh, a, a homogenous mess, uh, like walking into a supermarket without a shopping list. We become anything to anybody. We float. We drift. We respond. We react. We become chameleons. We dance at one level and, and, and frown at another. And I think some of the character traits that come from being chameleon and being able to adapt are wonderful. It means that we fit in. But at the end of the day, if, if our mission is to become a highly paid individual amongst our peers, if our mission is to become a leader amongst humans, if our mission is to become an absolute brilliant parent without reacting to our children's appetite for diversity in that way, if our mission is to really put a stamp on this world and use personal development that we've invested in to become us and have that be uh, our stand in the world, to become us and, and therefore have our own ground zero, I believe the best way to do it is with brand. The first thing you do with a brand and brand you is the company that you run. You are the CEO of You Inc., is to consider four words that are unique to your brand, to your you ink. Four words. Now, I know those four words for you. I've known them since one hour after I met you. Your unique K 
character qualities that I could not change unless something horribly traumatic, which I hope for not, comes into your life to just completely disrupt you and rearrange your value set. So those four words are going to sit there underneath everything you do for the rest of your born days. And you may like those four things or you may dislike them. But here's the, ga- here's the, the gangbuster here. The gangbuster is this. Those four things, those four qualities that are you, if you do not fulfill those four during your working day, you will struggle to sleep at night. Now, we can mask ourselves, we can put on fancy clothes when we don't want to, or we can be soft when we want to be hard, or we can be kind when we want to be cruel. We can do anything we want during the working day to present to the world who the world wants to be presented to. The question will then push back into us as uh, as as a brand, as have I been authentic to the person I am before I become a person? In other words... If you uh, were marooned on an island and you're walking along the the deserted sands of an island and you'd been there six months with plentiful food and plentiful shelter and warmest toast, but you're there all by yourself, who would that person be? Would they deliberately kill a crab just to have some fun pull off its legs? Would they burn things down um, just to see the, the, the fun of burning or would they preserve it? What would this person, you, do is six months on a marooned island, walking along a deserted beach in a really warm, balmy, healthy environment, with no hope of being rescued for at least another six months, how would that person behave? And you will know yourself. You will know your brand. And once you know your brand, you know your ground zero. Now, every human has every human trait. We know that from the universal laws of nature. Every human has every single human trait. There's not one thing that you can see another human do that you don't do. There's not one thing that you can hate in another person that you wouldn't hate in yourself. There's not one thing that you wouldn't admire in another person that you wouldn't admire in yourself. And yet you have every quality. That's why we come up with the, uh, with the quote in the relationship section of my work, which is you can't, love one, you can't hate one person and love another because everybody has the quality that you hate. So if you say, I love this person, you are deluding yourself. If you hate another person, whatever you hate in one person, it is in the person you love. And therefore, we don't leave things behind. And therefore, it leads to the motto in the relationship work, which is love it before you leave it. And that's the same with your work career uh, aspiration. Love it before you leave it, which means don't want to change it. Every human has every trait. So when we single out four qualities that are you, we're diving into thousands and thousands of qualities that could be you, but aren't you, because they're not your intrinsic Uh, appetite. They're not your intrinsic value set. And I think this is really important stuff to know. So my recommendation today is get a pen and paper and write down the four qualities. Could be strength. It could be softness. It could be um, um, uh, intimacy. It could be clarity. It could be stoic. It could be emotionally Uh, available. It could be a romantic. Whatever the four qualities are, 
let's run them through and just see how they progress for you as becoming, and they don't have to be uh, bulletproof, but have a go for yourself and then come to your coaching session with those four qualities and let's see how they compare to the four that I would have suggested are your four brand values. Once we've done that, we can proceed to uh, develop a story of your experience to align with your four brand values. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.